good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first bilingual show for CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. And I always tell you it's the first because there are two. The second one is Paganos del Mundo, Pagaos del Mundo, which is on Spanish and Portuguese. And of course, we have Lunatic Mondays also in English for the rest of the month. And um, also to remind you, of course, to listen to all of the other podcasts that are here on uh, CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. We have Moon Magic with David and Janet Ewan. We have Circle Talk with Deborah Rose. And we have Nature Mystic and Nature Spirituality with our senior um, minister, Selena Fox. And for December, for Lunatic Mondays, we're going to have, obviously, today, uh, New Year, year, year end, end of the year traditions and folk magic. And on the 20th, with uh, Reverend Jake Bradley, we're going to be doing social justice series. We're going to talk about freedom of religion. And on the 27th, we have none other than Christopher Hughes talking about wasailing i don't know how to pronounce that but he's gonna come and teach us about the mary lid mary lid again i don't know how to pronounce that but uh stay tuned because all of december csmp will have yuletide shows with that i like to welcome my amazing amazing guests that are here tonight you know them very well we have Patricia Finclair from Brazil. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to Lunatic Mondays. How are you? Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm all right. Thank you. Happy to be here with you guys. Welcome, <laughs> and welcome, representing welcome. South America. You have two South Americans today. <laughs> I have two South Americans. And the other South American who has become a North American, who has become a New Yorker. How dare you? Why didn't you come to Chicago? What's wrong with you? Anyway, <laughs> welcome Elohim. He's laughing. He's dying laughing. Uh, Hi. Hi, Laura. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And hello, everyone. Hello. And if you don't know who my guests are, how dare you? Of course, Petrusha is one of the uh, conductors of Faganos del Mundo. She does the Brazilian the Brazilian, Jesus, the Portuguese show for Paganos del Mundo, and Elohim is a very, very amazingly good author who was interviewed uh, about a couple of months ago, I can remember, with uh, the book on abundance and prosperity, so find them, look them up, follow them, but today they are here, I'm very honored that you guys are here today, and uh, that we're doing this show for year-end traditions and folk magic. And what I find fascinating is that most people who are pagan or witch or witchcraft practitioners, they say, you know, oh, the year end on October 31st, and I have nothing to do with the secular uh, New Year's Eve. Um, that is not a holiday that I observe, uh, is not of my interests, whatever. Or uh, most people who are Anglo, English-speaking 
North American, United States people, um, they see no importance on celebrating New Year, so much so that the celebrations here in the United States have more to do with going out and partying than with doing little rituals. And so we decided that we're going to share with you all all this magic so you can take advantage because if I tell you the amount of energy that we have at our disposal on New Year's Eve, you're going to get into this because we're going to get you to get into this. <laughs> and there are so many little traditions and little rituals and and pieces of magic that we do on New Year's Eve and some on the midnight, obviously. So, Patricia, why don't you save me from myself and say something smart? Because I'm now I'm just talking. <laughs> Um, I think you're right, Laura, that there's a, there are a lot of uh, pagans who don't actually realize the power of this date. And the, it's, it is a secular holiday, but it's a change in calendar. So it's a liminal space. And there's so many people, actually the entire world sort of focused in, at different times during that day on that change in the calendar, that it becomes a very interesting time to to uh, to do magic and why not use that in our favor why not do some sympathetic magic which is the folk thing to do and it's also curious that the three of us are from hugely catholic countries who have all these traditions and it's interesting also that it people don't realize that that's magic that they are doing on New Year's Eve. They just do it because everybody's doing it and then they just get into it and they they go along and it doesn't see, it seems like nothing to them. It's just what everybody's doing and it's some sort of superstition, but it's actually magic. And yes, we can do more complicated rituals or we can just just the folk magic thing. It also think, seems that as we age, it's always just a change in calendar. Next year is gonna be just the same as the one before, but there is this window of opportunity for us to put something new in for that new year. And um, I think we should pay more attention and take advantage of it. Absolutely. And Elohim, you living in New York, which is like, you know, I have to throw shade to New York because Chicago and New York and the whole field. Yeah. But, you know, I honestly, I don't give up. You know, I love my New Yorkers as much as I love <laughs> everybody else. Uh, New York has one of the biggest traditions in the United States, you know, with the drop of the ball and the whole thing. And I am dying of curiosity. Have you ever gone to that thing? Have you ever done it? I don't have done it yet. Uh, I try. I really try. I promised that I try. Well, my will not was enough. Uh, I arrived one day to like 1 or 2 p.m. to try to stay there for, for the ball drawing and for the keys in the midnight and everything else. But result that you need to be there earlier. And when I start talking with people around, everybody told me, oh, no, I was here from 6 a.m., 4 a.m., 2 a.m., 5 a.m. And I was like, this, is, this can't be true. So I look around on the internet and result that is true. People go there very early in the morning, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to stay there because in the moment that you are inside of the place of the celebration with the ball, with the where the artists are singing and everything else, you can go out. It's not a ballroom close or anything. So you need to stay there all day. This means that you are there like 
18 hours, 19 hours, 20 hours, just waiting for the ball. So, so my window was enough for that. I just said, yeah, I prefer to go home, eat my dinner and watch these people enjoying from TV because I can be here 20 hours just standing there waiting for something. I, I can't. I prefer celebrating my way in my home. Of course. And celebrating our way at home. And um, I'm going to do full disclosure. We have done this show in Spanish. And we all agreed that the one that is probably the most universal is the grapes, right? So eating the grapes. Uh, so we have to keep in mind that people who are going to listen to this show in English are not familiar with none of this. So we have to explain from scratch. So in New Year's, most Latin American families, uh, Mexico, Central and South America, you have a dinner just like you do on Yule or Christmas and the whole family is together. So it's a family affair and there's going to be food and there's going to be drinking and there's going to be all these traditions. And one that we kind of discovered that is the most popular or more spread out throughout Latin America is eating the grapes. So you're supposed to get grapes. And when the bells are singing at midnight, you're supposed to eat 12 grapes. And which with each grape, you're supposed to make a wish or bring a New Year's resolution, if you will. Um, but it's not so much about resolutions and like it is in the United States. It's more about wishes. You know, I wish for a better car. I wish for a better home. I wish for a good job. I wish for a good partner. Um, I wish that my dog is healthy and so on and so forth. So, of course, in Mexico, you know, you buy the, the grapes and you try to have the ones that are seedless. So you're not choking with the grapes when you're shoving them on your mouth at midnight. But it is different in Brazil. Patricia, tell us about yeah. it. Yes, we have the 12 grapes, but we are supposed to keep the seeds from the grapes. We dry them, put them in a little piece of paper and put them in our wallets and they stay with us throughout the year. Some people put also 12 seeds of lentils in their wallets for money. So there are these two different traditions, the, seed, the grape seeds or the lentil seeds. I believe that that happened because of the seedless grapes. <laughs> they had to find a substitution but uh but yeah you shove 12 grapes in your mouth also there's some people who say they swear by that you have to actually eat the grapes under a table and i don't know how you're going to compete with your family to go all everybody under a table and eat the grapes together or if you take turns because there's just so much to do at the stroke of at the strike of midnight there's just so much you have to do that of course you can take rounds with everybody but remember that it should all last a minute or <laughs> not much more of eating grapes and then going under a table and doing all the rest of the stuff. But yeah, I guess grapes is a universal one. Yeah. And Elohim, and your experience, how people do it in Venezuela, same? Yes, we do the same with the grapes. Uh, but the trick is look for those ones that don't have uh, the seed, usually the white ones. It's easier in that way. You make a wish for each one. And Petrusia has a very good point here. It's a lot of rituals that we have available. So it's better if you prepare from days before to the celebration. If you 
trying to have some order with the people in your in your home or with your with your parents or with your family or with your partner and decide which rituals we go to do this year and you choose two or three rituals that you can do because there's a lot of rituals out there and you have practically one or two minutes to do everything so uh, i think that the those last minutes of the of the year represent how you will spend the next year i think that you don't want to be running all the year so it's better if you just choose two or three to represent what you are looking for the the grace ritual is a little complicated because you need to eat all of this very fast and you need to have uh, in your mind these 12 different wishes so if you go to do it try to uh, write down every wish because you don't want to be in the four or five grape. Oh, I don't remember which was the other one. I wish for this before, I don't remember. That can happen. Yeah, that is a great idea to write them down and then as you're eating them, just thinking about it. And I like that you think about them and don't talk about them because in Mexico, you're supposed to say it. And that's why as a child, I was always afraid I'm going to choke because I'm shoving 12 grapes in my mouth then I'm saying what I want and then I'm like that is a choking hazard people so be very careful and speaking of running around uh Elohim you were talking about um running around with your luggage what is that about uh luggage uh we have this tradition in Latin America Latin America is essentially a lot of immigrants we know that we are, we are all we have immigrant spirits and we have this very strong tradition in our country so that you take your luggage and you try to move around your home or around the building where do you live in the midnight, need to be in the midnight. This represents that you go to travel a lot in the next year. Uh, something very funny that happens to me years ago that I always listen about this tradition, but I don't see it happening very often. And one day, like, uh, three or four years before I come to the United States, I see this woman at the midnight, we were celebrating in a family house. And this woman was around the corner walking over and over for the same place with uh, with the luggage. And I was like, is she lost or something? She's looking for a taxi or something. And someone says to me, no, it's the ritual to travel in year. Oh, so we talked with this woman because she's the neighbor of the person of the house where we were that night. And she said, yeah, uh, we do this ritual because we want to travel in year. I noted that was a little heavy. Uh, was she was trying to force too much in there? She has a lot of strength in there, and she said, "Yeah, because uh, people do this very bad because you can't take the luggage totally empty because then you are not really preparing yourself for travel. You need to put your luggage, uh, your luggage, and try to put everything in there: your clothes, your passport, your ID. You need to have some money in cash with yourself. You need to." literally represent all the things that you are going to do for traveling uh, because if not the travel will be cancelled so i take that in account and for the next two years i did it before to come to the united states and i was fascinated when when i first heard elohim talking about this because in mexico we do it but it's an empty luggage you know and we just carry it around empty and we just go around the block or whatever and in the cold winters of Chicago, what I do is I grab my empty luggage and I just go outside the door and then go back inside and then that's it, you know, because it's so cold. But, you know, this is a good idea. And maybe I will ask my husband to get in the car and drive around the block and then 
we will be traveling together and actually would have filled out luggage with clothes and money and all of that. Do you guys do the same about the luggage, Patricia, in, in Brazil, or do you have something similar? No, it's not uh, a tradition here, but I did hear it when I was 12 or 13 years old. My mother had a Peruvian boyfriend, which and Peru is neighbors with Venezuela. And then he was teaching us as kids that we should run around the block with a piece of luggage if we wanted to travel. And I learned it from him and started doing it ever since. And it always ha it has worked very well for me, so I highly recommend. I do it with an empty luggage, or sometimes whatever is inside it. If it, if, I, if I am in a trip, I just close it up and run around the block, because we do travel for New Year's a lot in Brazil too. That's a very common thing here, and they're like whole vacation packages, very very expensive packages of hotels and parties and things like that. So it's not necessarily a family. Thing. But you have tons of people around you doing the same things and the same rituals, but not the luggage. But I always made a point of going around the block with the largest piece of luggage I had with me because I wanted to for a, like a long trip, like a far away trip. If it's too small, it's just short. Well, it used to be because now we, we we all try to do carry on to not pay to not pay the the check in, checked in luggage, but I wanted the big piece of luggage, so I made sure that I was going for a long time to somewhere distant. Mm -hmm. And I love that you know it kind of is a universal thing. So for people in the United States, when the weather is probably not ideal to be running around the block with a luggage uh i don't know just get in your car and go around the block you know and and i love what Eloim said you know pick two or three things that you are going to do plan ahead because otherwise when when you hear at the end of the show you're going to have a big list of things to do and yes because you have so many options and there's a lot of different sources about this information out there so you're trying to apply all of these uh, in the last five minutes of the year, you will be running all of this and probably you will arrive in the next year and you are doing the half of these things. So it's better if you catch out uh, before, one or two days before, which rituals uh, I am able to do or which rituals I can do with my family or with my partner or with the people that I am visiting in home. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you don't want to bring that energy to the, you know, I have to do this and I have to do that and then the energy that you bring in instead of joy and happiness is going to be that of like anxiety. I know who wants anxiety for the whole year. I I rather have a very nice uh, ritual by the sea. Like Patricia was telling us about this amazing rituals by the sea. So Yes, in Brazil, because it's high summer, it's right after the summer solstice that we have New Year's, people go to the coast. We have a very beautiful and large coast in this country. So the favorite thing to do is go to the coast, go to a beach, and then at midnight, well, and all everybody dressed in white. So you see a sea of people dressed in white, and then they all go into the ocean at midnight, at some point right after midnight, and you, you're supposed to skip or jump seven waves. And you have to do that for good luck. And you have to put flowers and perfumes in the water for Yamanja 
Yemaya, the goddess of the sea, the Orisha goddess of the sea. So, uh, and then the people from Candomblé uh, or Umbanda, they are at the beach and they do beautiful rituals and complex rituals for New Year's. And I remember as a kid watching them with the candles and all the ladies dressed in white. And that's where the white comes from. It comes from Candomblé. It doesn't come from um, uh, any other tradition except from that they all dress in white as a, as a common thing. So these I remember seeing these ladies dressed in these big, big dresses with candles on the sand and doing rituals at midnight. And I was very, uh, I was mesmerized by that. And then I only understood it years later. But so there is this thing of going by the water and doing the, your toast, the midnight toast and all these eating the grapes and all of that although i don't know how you're going to find a table <laughs> by the sea but <laughs> there are all these things you're supposed to do by the water that is great and i also recall and again we already recorded this in spanish that's why i'm kind of pulling from what i remember um uh, about the underwear i love that piece of <laughs> Yes, I guess we all have the thing about the underwear too, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, different, yeah. different ways. So you're dressed in white in Brazil, but your underwear can be the color of what your your utmost desire is for that year. If it's love or passion, then it should be red or pink. Or uh, we use normally yellow for money because it's the color of gold and it's related to the to Oshun, which is the Orisha of riches, and so the the windows at the shopping malls are all white white clothes after december 15 there's only room for white and then the yellow underwear for men and women it used to be just women but now men are also into that but the thing is for if you really want it to work you should not buy your own you have to buy the underwear for somebody else and somebody there's an exchange of underwear so you have to gain it as a gift and then, uh, so in my home, either my mom would go out and get panties for all me, me and my cousins, and then we would go out and get for the aunt, for our aunts. And so it's, it, there was this exchange of colors of whatever people wanted, and then you have to gain, get your underwear as a gift for it to work better. And Elohim, you have something similar in Venezuela, right, with the underwear? Yeah. In Venezuela, we have something very similar, but less specific. Uh, we just use the tradition of the yellow underwear. Uh, it's super common. Uh, usually what you see in my country is that the vendors from the different stores, they go to the street uh, the last days of December, 28, 29, and 30 of December, and they are selling all the yellow clothes, but mostly yellow underwear for women or for men. Uh, they sell everything in the, in the street because it's the last days of the year. So they make like a big sale of this. Uh, you buy your clothes, uh, that is the thing that you go to use uh, December 31 in the night. But it's just, it's just for money and financial abundance. I noted that in, the, in Brazil, in the country of Petrusia, uh, they are more specific. They have like more uh, diversity of wishes that is Pretty cool because not everybody's wishing for money. Some people is asking for uh, healing, for a better partner, for a better job, for a better relationship with, with someone else, with, for family, for children, to have babies. I mean, it's so many options. Mm -hmm. In my country, it's just for money. It's just a, a more limited vision on that. Mm -hmm. And I love, I can 
kind of picture in my head, you know, like you go into the street and people on the on the sidewalk, you know, selling the yellow underwear. I love that. I would love to see it. It's super it's super crazy. Uh because because when you have when you used to do this with the years, you uh for example, you are looking for uh two weeks before uh the new year, you are looking for your clothes and you see all of this yellow underwear over the table, or just uh People say to you don't buy it yet because they will do a big sale in two weeks. When you come out again in two weeks, they have all the clothes for like half of the price, oh, especially wow. everything that is yellow. So you see a lot of people in the street just looking for this. Wow, that is so amazing. And of course, I have the Mexican version of it, which is slightly different and very, very, very fun and hilarious because you don't it doesn't have to give it be gifted to you it doesn't have that you bought it on a specific day you can buy it anytime throughout the year but at midnight you put the underwear on top of whatever you're wearing so if you're wearing a suit and it's a pantsuit you put the underwear on top of the pantsuit if you're wearing a dress you put the underwear on top of your dress and we use different colors. We use like red for passion and uh, yellow or green for money because green, we have the influence of the almighty dollar and people will use green um, or blue for calmness or, you know, but the most common ones are green for money and red for love. Um, some people say black for passion, you know because it's the forbidden color of the underwear. But the funny part of it is you put it on top of your clothes. So whether you're wearing a dress or coat, or whatever, you, you, it, that's like the funny part of it. And then everybody's laughing because you are here in your high heels and your to-do's clothing. And then you're putting underwear on top of that. And it's just, what I love about it is that just laughing so much because you're doing it, it's raising that energy, you know, if you believe in that kind of thing. And if you're listening to this show, it's because you believe in that kind of thing. So we have the calzones, which is Spanish for underwear. And then um, I have one that I have to tell you all about it because it's very unique. I never heard of it being anywhere else. Uh, my mom loved this New Year's thing, and she would do it every year. I think I said that before in the English show one time or another, which is you you have dinner at midnight or right before midnight uh, while you're doing all these rituals, and the dirty plates are gone away, and then you have the old, old, old china, old plates, old cups and glasses, the miss the mix match the mismatch the the ones that you know are the old ones or whatever and at the stroke of midnight you fling them in the wall and you break them or you throw them on the floor and you break them and one of my fondest funniest more loving memory is when my mom decided to do that for a new year and there we were all my sisters and I breaking the plates, throwing them at the wall, throwing them at the floor. And if you think about it, I mean, as a child, I don't remember what was I thinking other than how much fun is to break something. 
But if you think about it, you know, you're breaking bad habits, you're breaking patterns, you're breaking uh, whatever it is that is harmful energy that could be in your home. We all know that when you make a loud sound, you know, the vibration um, goes higher. And I just love it. Just make sure that you're safe and that there's no children running around or animals and, you know, nobody gets cut or whatever. But I love it. And uh, I don't know, Patricia or Eloy, maybe you ever had something similar in your countries of origin. Sounds like a uh, uh, wedding on Greece, you know, that kind of a style tradition that they have brought in everything. But we don't have that uh, in my country. The most similar things that we have is that when you broke something, you throw some water over the plate that you broke or something to purify the energy before to take off, but just that. And, and it's not entirely related with anything that you're saying. Uh, but it's the most uh, similar thing that I have. Yeah. And I love, um, I've heard about the water on the mirror. You know, if you break a mirror, you put water on it. Uh, but Patricia, did you ever hear about the plates and stuff in, in Brazil? No. No, we don't do that here, but we do a deep cleaning of your home. You're supposed to have your home sparkling clean, sparkling clean for the turn of uh, of the of the of midnight and also you're not supposed to have any garbage so you have to take all the garbage all the trash out uh, and have it all new for the beginning of the new year so you're not carrying dirt from one year to the next uh, so I guess that would be the, the more similar one in the idea that you're not carrying bad stuff or old things, old patterns with you. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, that my mom was very adamant, especially about like bathroom garbage, you know, it has to be clean, uh, specifically the bathroom, obviously, for obvious reasons that I'm not, I don't think I have to explain, uh, but also getting all getting rid of old clothing and here we're talking about cleaning not cleansing but cleaning physically cleaning the walls cleaning the floors dusting the furniture uh changing your bed sheets changing the tablecloths and you know doing all this like really deep cleaning of the uh, apartment or the home and receiving uh the new year with with, clean, with a clean house, but also getting rid of like uh, the old clothing and stuff. Elohim, you were saying something about that earlier. Yes, you need to take out everything that you don't, uh, you don't really give a use. If you have any clothes, for example, you have this jacket that you really like, but this jacket has two years in your closet and you never use it. But every time that you, someone says to you, uh, throw that out, you just respond, no, I'm going to use it in the next party or in the next year, I promise that I'm going to use it. You are lying to yourself and that is taking a, a very big space in your clothes, in, uh, in your closet, so it's better take it out or try to give it to someone else. Uh, but mostly try to take out everything that you don't use, everything that is old, everything that is broken, everything that really don't have any use in your home. Uh, try to put all of that all of that out because you don't want to continue running with that energy over yourself in the next year because this doesn't let you go forward because you are in some way trapped in the past with this thing. I love that you mentioned about not starting 
with anything old. And I forgot to say this on a show in Spanish. Oh, well, I'm going to say it here in English. Because my husband works usually on, on New Year's, New Year's Eve. He works and he works at midnight. So it's been years, you know, I'm so used to not being with him at, at New Year's. So what I do, speaking about taking out old stuff, and I know this is going to sound very heartless, but I have to, I have to share because it has become a tradition of mine. I clean my Facebook contacts. If I have friends and contacts on my contact list that are just a number that I never interact, that I never met in person, that I never had anything to do with them, I'm so sorry. But New Year's Eve, that's what I do. I, I'm sitting here on my computer. Uh, I know it probably sounds like extremely lame for people. I don't care. Um, I sit here at midnight and I'm cleaning my Facebook contacts and I'm getting rid of the old uh, accounts that or, or sometimes a person don't use Facebook anymore and they cancel their account or whatever. So I clean out the, all the Facebook accounts. It's, it's a social media cleansing. It's very good for your mental health. And I think that we need to try to take that like a whole tradition for everyone. Yeah, I, and it helps me, you know. It is such a cathartic thing to say, like, I'm going to start new. And because I'm not partying and or eating grapes and or putting on color underwear or doing all this fun stuff. Uh, that's why I'm telling you all what to do so we can do a party next year. Anyway, uh, Patricia, I cannot wait until you tell the story about kissing in New Year's Eve. Yes. So right at the, uh, at the stroke of midnight, you're supposed to jump on your right foot. So you start the new year with your right foot. And the first people, the first person you're going to kiss and embrace if you're interested in finding love of the opposite sex, it has to be somebody of the opposite sex. And this is a rule. So if you, if you have your partner, you do it with your partner. But if you're looking for somebody, it's imperative. Supposedly, it's a big rule. You cannot do differently. And there I was, just me and a girlfriend, spending New Year's just having the dinner together. And later on, we're going to go to a party. But then it was midnight. And we looked at each, we jumped with this right foot and looked at each other because we could not embrace each other <laughs> because we were both single and looking for somebody. And then we both looked at the dog, who was male. <laughs> and then we kind of fought for the dog. And then she got the dog and kissed the dog and handed the dog to me. Then I kissed the dog. And then we could finally embrace and wish each other a happy new year. So this is a big thing around here. To the point that family members are like, everybody's just like in high spirits and already with champagne. And then there's midnight. And you turn to hug somebody and you're like, <gasps> wait no i cannot now and then you look for somebody of the opposite sex and then you come back to the person it's really important it's it's it's, it's people go crazy about this one um, i'm sorry lucky dog lucky dog of course I, dog. I, I cannot That's wait to do that do that with my dog on new year's he's gonna be like what are you doing and I'm glad we didn't have that tradition in Mexico because in a family where there is only women, you know, I mean, we're all queer anyway, but, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't have made any difference. 
anyway, so I love that thing about jumping with your right foot and kissing somebody from the opposite sex. Um, what I see in the United States is that is the most spread tradition, you know, that at the stroke of midnight, you kiss somebody, but I would have never thought about the strict rule that if you're looking for a partner, it has to be of the gender that you're looking for. I love it. Um, Patricia, you were also saying something very, very interesting about the food, about the food that you're supposed to eat and or have for New Year's. And I find that fascinating. So please tell us. Yes. Um, one that cannot, uh, that has to be present is lentils. Lentils are the representation of prosperity because there's so many seeds in there. So you eat lentils. And this is good for vegans and vegetarians because that's what we get at the, at, for the big supper because uh, most of the food is meat-based. And also the meat cannot... So even if you don't like lentils, people force themselves to eat a tiny cup of lentils because otherwise they will not have money so you better eat your lentils <laughs> and this is all funny like the things people do at, at that moment and in terms of the the big the main dish uh, it has to be pork it could not normally for christmas people do turkey and but for uh for new year's it cannot be a bird because the chicken will move their feet backwards and they kind of move backwards as they are eating from the ground. And the the pig, uh, the pork, they, the, the pig moves forward always. In, so that's what you want. You want to move forward with your life. So you get to eat, you have to eat an animal that moves forward and not backwards. So this is also a big important thing with the food. I find that fascinating, and uh, my question will be seriously, who does not like lentils? Like, lentils are delicious. Like, what is not like? But anyway, you know, I always use the four most magical worlds, words. You do, you boo. Eat what you want, do what you want. Uh, and I love the thing about the pig because it's true. You know, the pig, uh, they... they pushed off with their snout and then they eat it. So they always moving forward. Are there any food specific traditions to, to Venezuela, uh, Elaine, that you remember? Um, mostly the, the traditional food from, from the holiday, from Christmas, Ayacas and other stuff. But related with what Petrusia is saying, uh, is the lentils. We try to keep a plate full of lentils uh, over the table. Uh, that nobody takes is a plate that you put in there and the lettuce are very well cooked, uh, but nobody takes it from there is to represent that you will have so much financial abundance and, and food the next year that you, that you really go to have too much to eat for that reason to you, you don't take that plate. And when everybody in the food, you take that plate and, and you throw away with the rest of the plate. Nobody eats from there um, because the next year you will have so much food to share and this is what you are trying to represent that you have a lot of food for everyone in your table that is uh i love it i love i i really like that it's fascinating that um everything that we're looking for right because we everybody's looking for like good health wealth abundance 
traveling, all the pleasures in life. So why wouldn't you do these little rituals? And I love what you say, Patricia, that it's a liminal space, you know, where we're, we're, whether we follow the calendar or the lunar calendar or whatever, I always say, just take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. It's a way, wave of energy. Let's take advantage of it. Um, another one that I found fascinating that you were talking about, Elohim, earlier, it's about having cash, cash on hand, because we are so used to electronic money. And I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm such a nerd. I like to research stuff. And I went to the um, money museum here in Chicago. Chicago has one of the six bolts in the United States. And one is in Chicago downtown. Um, and they have a money museum. And I went to the museum because I needed the shredded money because I use shredded money for my oils for New Year. And um, they were saying, I asked, you know, what happened when you do electronic transactions? Does money ever actually change hands? And they told me, no, it doesn't. For example, if you buy from Amazon, we'll buy from Amazon. And your bank is whatever name of your bank is. Let's say it's Bank Patito. So your bank is Patito and you buy it from Amazon. What happens is your bank and Amazon have a line of credit, which is just numbers on a paper. And they pay each other as you make the transactions. Cash? does not exchange hands anymore and i'm telling you this whole thing so you find how important is this tradition that Elohim was telling us about which i will implement this year uh, what we do in venezuela is try to keep all the cash possible in your hands for the hour because uh, the exercise that you need to do is imagine that the new year is not a day, it's a person that is visiting you for just one day and you are using your best clothes, your best color, your best food, everything because you want to show up to this person. That's the new year. It's not a day, it's a person, it's, it's a character. So you're trying to, how this person sees you, he will try to keep you the rest of the year. So we want to have our pockets full of money and our hands of money so for that reason it's very important that you have a lot of cash try to take from the bank all the cash possible that you have because you don't want that the next year all your money is in the power of someone else that you need to do every transaction between someone else in the middle you want to be the owner of your money so try to keep a hand a handful of cash uh in try to have cash in your pocket and cash in your hands and if it's able for you to try to find a golden thread and try to use that around the money, try to put that around the money, try to keep it with you for all the, all the midnight to start a new year with money in your hands and with money in your pocket. So this goes to evolve, uh, multiply, and be more abundant in, in the next year. I love it. I love it. Uh, cash in hand, cash in the pocket, cash in the golden thread. Uh, Patricia, how do you do it? I'm going to incorporate this one. We don't have this one about the money, but I love it. And most certainly we'll, we'll take care of that part now too <laughs> with the luggage and the lentils. Yeah. 
have I have a very little story here, uh, but I don't I don't say when we were recording in Spanish. Uh, we were in home here in New York City like three or four years ago, and the mother of my partner were uh, visiting us and was New Year. And we have and this tradition about them have the moon in your hands in my country is very, very strong. It's, it's like a rule that you have, that you can't avoid. And like half hour before the midnight, she don't have cash. And she was looking for cash in all the home. And we were like, oh, I, I don't have, I, I just have this cash and I have that, some cash in the altar. I go in the altar and I never take the cash from the altar. And my partner was the same, like, oh, I just have this. And she was like, no, I, because for her it's very important, have cash, but need to be the most biggest bills in your country for her. And she was like, I need to have at least one bill of $100 in my pocket and we don't have it. So we walk around all the home, looking for all the places, looking in, in every little corner of home because it was like 20 or 10 minutes before midnight and in that moment she just remembered, oh, I don't have cash in this moment. And she literally sit down and start crying very depressed because I don't go to have money next year because for her, this tradition is super strong. And it's like some kind of rule that we have, and she's very believer on this. And she literally cried, sit down. She sit down, she cried, she was totally in a different mood. She don't want to talk with anyone. So we do everything possible to find the money. I was like, we have it here, two minutes before me, and I take it. And she was like, okay, I knew that you will figure out how to fix this. But it's a very strong tradition that we have in the country. It's something that people take very seriously. Like if you don't have money in the midnight, the next year you are forced or something like that. There is this thing in Brazil too that the first 12 days of the year, it, they are they're signaling how each of the months are gonna be. So if you don't have money in the first, then January will be moneyless. <laughs> or and then however you go those first 12 days, they're like a, for, uh, an oracle, a forecast, a prognostic of how the rest of your year is going to go. That is fascinating. I love it, and I love the uh, have cash in hand idea. And of course, we have to start preparing beforehand. Listen, we have been telling you the whole show, prepare beforehand, choose what you're going to do and do it. I, you guys are not going to believe this. I am literally hitting my face on the desk because I forgot in the Spanish show, I forgot to talk about the most important one for me, which is the 12 candles for the whole year. I mean, for crying out loud, I sell the candles to people. And I forgot to mention it on the Spanish show. Oh, well, we have enough traditions. But what, what about this candles? What the heck, Laura? What are you talking about? Okay, this is how the tradition started. Where did my mom hear it? I don't know. You're supposed to have 12 candles for one for each month. And then what my mom will do is she will pray over the candles. She will dress them with oil. She will do the whole thing. And then at midnight, she will light all 12 candles. And after they were all lit, then she will snuff all 12 of them, except for one. And that one will be the, the first candle for January 1st. And then the next month, on the first of the month, you light the second candle. 
And then in March, on the 1st of March, you light the third candle and so on and so forth. You all have seen me that I post every month. Today is the first of the month. Don't forget to light your first of the month candle, candle because today is the first of the month. That's what I'm talking about. And what I have modified the tradition to make it work for me is I don't light them at midnight because, again, I'm usually by myself doing my Facebook cleansing. But I dress my candles on the last new year, on the last new moon of December. So I dress the candles on the last new moon of the year so that energy rolls over it to the next year. And I've been doing those candles for so many years now that, of course, I started selling them and all that, but that, this is not a commercial for that. Um, do your candles, light them at midnight, and then light them every first of the month. And I cannot forget, I cannot believe that I forgot to say this on the Spanish show, but here it is. It was meant to be only for the English audience. And because I was thinking when, when Elohim was talking about uh, his partner's mom and how emotional, how distressed she was, I was like, which will be the one that gives me that upset? And that'll be the candles. If I don't have my first of the moon candle, I will lose my mind. So, you know, which one will make you go crazy, Patricia? Which one will be the one that you're like, I have to do this? Lentils. And at least new underwear. It might not be the right color. It might have not gained it but as a gift, received as a gift, but new underwear and lentils. Yeah. What about you, Eloine? Which is the one that you're like, this is the one that will drive me nuts? Uh, the, the, the yellow underwear is the very strong tradition that I have, uh, including when I was, when I was initiating Lukumi and I need to dress in white all the year. Uh, I made exception in December 31 to put the yellow underwear uh, below all the white clothes because for me, because for me it was pretty important because I really believe in that. And usually in November, December, I'm buying all the, the clothes for the new year and I buy the pieces in yellow, in white, in gold, and the colors that I like to use that day, because it's, for some reason, it's the, it's the thing that I most relate in some way, like in December 31, I need to have this because I don't know if, if I will be home, maybe I am in a party that someone in Miami, maybe I am visiting someone else, but at least I have this with me that uh, nobody else needs to know, but I have it. Yeah, I, I love that our countries and our Latino, Latinx, I refuse to call it other names, that are heritage in Central and South America and in North America, because Mexico is part of North America, people, please get a map. Um, that all these traditions are so important for us. And my intention with this show is, A, I love them, so I want to share with you. And B, bring magic into your life on New Year's. Why wouldn't you? I know it's not the witch's New Year. Who cares? There's a whole lot of energy there. And you have the luggage, you have going to the ocean, you have cleaning the house, you have uh, breaking the place, you have the eating grapes, uh, jump on your right foot so you can start the year with your right foot forward, um, have cash at hand, kiss somebody, kiss your dog, in case you don't have a person uh, or any other creature that you have at all. Uh, I will be picking up Ralphie and kissing Ralphie, my tortoise. Um, 
Please have cash at hand. Very, very important. Uh, eat your lentils, please. They're delicious. And eat pig if that's your thing. And uh, I don't know, wear red, light your candles, put your underwear on top of your clothes. Whatever you do, get a laugh. Laugh and bring that energy into the new year. And, you know, I... I want to open the microphone, Patricia. Is there anything that we forgot that you want to add for the traditions? No, just another thing that came to my mind that uh, you can also uh, charge jewelry. Like if you have a stone in jewelry, if you don't, if you don't have the underwear or all of this going on, depending on the situation you're in, you can charge a gemstone uh, with the, the energy you want for the new year and then carry that with you. I love that. Elohim, is there anything that we forgot that is important that we remember? It's a small tradition that I have in my country that I don't follow. That is the, the water running before the midnight in fact, because the water is related with the elemental spirit of water. And it's everything related with emotions and financial abundance. So you need to let running water in your, in your kitchen before the midnight for like five or six minutes and you turn off the water again after the midnight. In that way, you will flow uh, your emotions in a very good way and the money will flow to you during the, during the year. I don't apply this tradition because I don't like to wait water, but it's something that people in my country really, really does. And when they can, when they can, when they have water, uh, but it, I don't put in practice, but if you want to try, it, it, you, you can try it. Yeah, I love that. And I love especially the, um, I love them all, but I really like the getting rid of old stuff, doing your energetical cleansing, your cleaning of the house, getting rid of, uh, especially, I mean, it's no lie, the United States is the country of abundance and prosperity and capitalism. And sometimes when we live in the United States, which the three of us have, uh, we accumulate so much stuff and it's stuff that we don't use. Do as I say, not as I do. I, I'm thinking about all the things that I have to get rid of, you know. Um, thank you, goddess, for we have all this abundance and prosperity. But if we're not using it, let's donate it, right? Let's donate it. Let's give it to shelters. Let's give it to people that might need it. And let's also stop the landfill. Clothing is ridiculous. So let's donate it to shelters and to people that can use it. I, as a big person, I feel very good when I donate my stuff because big sizes, clothes is hard to come by. So I'm like, oh yeah, let somebody use it and may they have a good use from um, the clothing or the shoes or whatever that I'm not using anymore. Anyway, um, that's a wrap. I'm very, very happy to have you all here. Uh, Patricia, I'm gonna give you the microphone so you can say goodbye to your audience. And then Elohim, you can jump right after to say goodbye to your audience. Thank you for this opportunity to be here and discuss all these lovely magical things that we can do. Uh, it was wonderful to talk to you both and wishing everyone who's listening to this show a wonderful new year, a lot of good health and prosperity and love. Elohim. Thank you, everyone. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I'm sharing here with amazing people that really inspire me a lot. Uh, 
Please remember to follow the podcast and remember to share this podcast and continue following these people because they are doing an amazing job. And we don't have many spaces like this one, including virtual spaces where we feel safe. So try to support these people because they are really doing something really amazing and they are doing this with a lot of love. And happy new year to everyone. Thank you to both. Thank you so much, Patricia, for taking the time to be on the show. I know you're super busy all the time. Elohim, just the same. Thank you so much for always bringing that energy of support and love and, and you know, hermano, you know, that brotherhood, that sisterhood that you bring. Uh, it's good to have it here. And to everyone, of course, my wish for you for the new year is that you stop seeing yourself with your own judgy eyes and you start seeing yourself with the eyes of those who love you. I know you heard me say this before. I will, I will always say that. Look at yourself with the eyes of those who love you. You will find how amazingly lovable you are. And of course, I have to tell you, thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Elohim. Thank you to everyone who's listening live or will listen later. Never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye.